Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Mitch Livingston Show. This is a show where we talk about everything from money to work to happiness to employment. We talk about ownership, entrepreneurship, we talk health, and we talk struggles. We cover just about anything life might throw at you. The show is for all walks of life, whether you are at your lowest or currently your best version of you. We want to bring value to you and talk about the things that help us to do better, get happier, and treat others better. So let's get started. Okay, guys, Mitch Livingston here, episode number four. This is pretty exciting stuff, trying to move forward, get this year rocking. Uh, Today is a topic that I need to discuss because I feel like I've been getting poked at by the good Lord above (laughs) to say, hey, there's a dozen people telling you this. Why don't you talk about it for a minute? And uh, the topic is going to be working a job that you hate. I've got a couple of people that are close in my life that I feel like they really don't like their job. And then I've talked with people kind of at random levels and then at conversational levels about working a job that they hate or being in a career that they hate, being unhappy because of where they're working. And my gut thought is, and listen, I'm going to say this with a little bit of prejudice and it's unfair because I did the exact same thing. For almost, not almost a decade, but the latter end of a 10-year career in the fire service, I got where I really hated what I did because of the environment. And uh, here I am sitting here getting ready to say, why would you do this to yourself? So, you know, take that part of it with a grain of salt, but just know that I can speak from both vantage points of being in a place where I'm extremely happy with what I do now as opposed to being in a career where I thought I was trapped and just was going to have to settle and deal with it. And uh, there's a big difference between the two. So I'm here to help you kind of dissect it, maybe give, change your train of thought a little bit on it, and hopefully I can help somebody out. If uh, even one person makes a different choice that brings a little more happiness to their life as far as it relates to this career or anything with any of these shows that I ever do, then I win. That's the only reason I'm doing this. It's the only reason. So... All right, here's the deal. Guys, my gut says when I, when I hear these things, it's like, well, then let's do something different. If you don't like what you're doing, let's get to work on doing something different instead of just settling and accepting it. And, you know, guys, real quickly, a day turns into a week and a week into a month and a month into a decade. And the next thing you know, you're 15 years and you feel like you're locked in because of some pension or retirement or whatever. And that's the wrong way to look at stuff. You know how much shit I caught when I was getting ready to leave the fire service? And I had 10 years. I don't know if these numbers are going to be right. I had 10, almost 10 years paid and three years volunteer. So I ended up being about two years away, I think, I hope I'm saying this right, from being vested, where I would get a retirement if I would hang it, hang out for two more years in the fire service. But the fact of the matter was, I was so tired of the environment that I was working in that I mentally knew I couldn't do it for two more years. I knew, there was no way. For me to do it was going to be a miserable two years. As a matter of fact, I remember at the two-year mark after leaving the fire service, looking back one day, thinking about it and going, you know, I would have just now been getting out of this and think about what I've done over the last two years with my happiness and 
moving forward with things. And I was still a little bit lost on what direction I was going to head with what I wanted to do when I grew up. Uh, this has been about five years ago that I got out of the fire service, almost six maybe. But I knew that I was so much happier that I hadn't spent the last two years in the fire service. And, you know, it's the same for you. Where would you be two years from now if you did something you loved as opposed to doing something that you hate and dealing with stress and bullshit? There's, a, you know, listen, I have stress in my business every hour of every day. The fact of the matter is things come up being a business. And I'm not telling you be a business owner. Being a business owner and entrepreneur is not for everybody. It's, it's for me because I don't do well working for other people, but it's not for everybody. And, and plus, I love being an entrepreneur. I love the spirit that comes with it. I love the, the constant unknown, you know, probably one of the reasons I did get into my last career is kind of that, that uh, thrill-seeking what's next coming down the pipe type of lifestyle that I seem to like to live. And, you know, that you've got to look at it from the aspect of if, how much happier would I be if I got out of this job? And here's another one for you. If you're not really sure if you're going to be happy, you probably need to look at yourself too. Are you just blaming your job? This happens all the time. All the time, people are unhappy with what they do because they're unhappy with themselves. But they just don't want to admit it. Sometimes people are actually in an okay marriage. They just think it's terrible because their life is miserable. This stuff happens. People don't take accountability. and They don't look at themselves in the mirror. Instead, they blame everything around them, their environment. It's not them. It's not their fault. It's, it's their job. It's their wife. It's their husband. On and on and on. So if you're actually in a decent job and you're unhappy, then look at that too. But for everybody else, guys, you're going to wake up one day and you're going to be too old to go do something else. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And when it does, you don't want to look in the mirror and have regret and have to have that conversation with yourself that you didn't take that risk or that chance and now you're out of time. It's got to be the worst, worst feeling in the world to have that happen. To wake up one day and you're 65, you spent 30 years at a job that sucked just so you could get a nice gold watch at the end and a little lemonade party with some hors d'oeuvres and cocktails. And now you're sitting at home. You're physically unable to go take on 40 hours a week or whatever the case. It's got to suck. Don't let yourself get there. I'm fortunate enough to have a good, close friend that I can confide in and... As I talked with him throughout the span of my career, he was able to call my bluff. And he was able to say, I don't think you're doing this for the right reasons. I think you're doing this either for the title or, and you know what, and I was a little bit, but he was also a little wrong. I really did enjoy what I did. But to sit on the front ramp of a firehouse on a Friday night and watch cars drive by while your family's sitting at home having a good time and these people are driving up and down the road or coming home from work 
getting ready to start their weekend, and you're sitting there with your chin on your fist, watching life pass you by. For me, I hated it. I I loved going out and helping call people on calls. I loved it more than life itself. The problem was the downtime in between. I like to do stuff. I like to stay busy. Uh, my thought originally was, I'll work on business stuff all the time when we're slow. Well, you can't. There's too much BS going on around the firehouse to to do your own thing, which is good. That's what you're getting paid to do. I should be focusing on firehouse things. But it just wasn't panning out for me. You know, if you're unhappy at your job, why? Ask yourself why. It's a really good conversation to have. What is, what's the mechanics of the problem? If it works for you to write things down, write things down. If it works for you to just get the list in your head, get the list in your head. Talk with your spouse about it. Talk with your spouse. Whatever. Do you. But let's get through. Let's really get into this. Get into the psychology of it. Be brutally honest with ourselves and ask yourself, what don't you like about it? Is it one person? Is it because you work with Sarah, who's a conniving, rude, snotty woman and talks down to you and treats you like crap? Okay, well, maybe don't walk away from a whole career because of one person, especially if you like what you do. Another one for you. Do you really like what you do? If you're telling yourself, well, I do, it's just these things. Do you? Do you really? If if you could do it all over again, would you do the same thing? There's an interesting thing I, I, I learned this years ago and actually came up when I worked my old job when I was talking with my boss one day. And we were talking about a certain individual that was problematic and always stirring the pot and causing issues. And we were talking about him. And I asked the fire chief, who's my boss, I said, let me ask you something. If he walked back in the door today to get a job, would you rehire him? He goes, hell no. I said, you got a problem. It's the same here with your career. If you could choose anything you wanted to do in this world, you could choose one thing, would you pick what you're doing again? And if the answer is hell no, you need to get out of it. You need to work that direction. Because guys, regret is an awful thing. Don't spend your... You know how much, time, you know how much of your life you're going to spend working? Let me tell you, a lot. A lot. You give up a lot of your life to go do a job, to get income... Too much time to be unhappy doing it. Next thing. Digging back into this again. What are you unhappy about? Is it a person? Is it just a branch or division of what you're doing? Is it the whole thing? Is it your place of employment? A lot of times, guys, a lot of times we get bad bosses. I almost said bad leaders, but that's an oxymoron. A leader's not bad. There's not such a thing as bad leadership. That's not leadership. Bad bosses. So I'm glad I caught that and didn't let bad leadership come out. It, bad bosses happens all the time. The fact of the matter is, 
we have people in positions of running a part or all of an organization or a business, whether it be service or products, whatever, that have no right, no right to be where they are. And sometimes they do and you just don't mesh with them well. Your personality type, they might do okay with everybody else. But regardless, we're talking about you. So if you could go do one dream job for the rest of your life, whether you have five years left of working life or one year or 40, doesn't matter. You have to decide, you have to be honest with yourself and decide what would be best for you. What would make you smile every morning and start moving in that direction? A good friend of mine that I used to work with changed departments, went over to a neighboring county and is a full-time firefighter. And let me tell you something. I've met a lot of people in my life and I've talked with a lot of people. I have never seen somebody who loves what they do as much as this guy does. It's mind-blowing. Mind-boggling. I asked him yesterday, we were working together on his house. I don't do home repair anymore, I just help him out. I said, and he's 34. He's been in it since he was 22. 21 maybe. I said, do you think you'll work until you're 60? Yep. Like, no delay. He just, yep. This guy's going to do shift work at fire stations, giving away a third of his year every year for the next 25 years. Crazy. I couldn't do it. He loves what he does. It's his fit. His family's done it. He has a passion for it. You know how jealous I am of him? Not for myself. I'm a happy dude where I'm at. You know how jealous I am of him as it relates to others? He has such a unique bit of luck and a gift that he has found something and actually got into it, got into it early, and the sky's the limit for him. He's more than likely never going to be a millionaire. It's not important to him. He's more than likely never going to uh, have the ability to travel the world and see amazing places and, and do all the things that are important to me. But he has something that everyone else doesn't. Most everyone else doesn't. Is his level of happiness doing what he does is just, it surpasses anything else I've ever seen with another person in my life. That guy will never play hooky. He just won't do it. He will never sit and complain about his job. You know, he has problems where he works. It's what happens, trust me. When you work for a city, geez, Louise, do you deal with political horseshit? Monopolizing, backstabbing people. 
narcissist. <laughs> it's bad. It's hard. It takes a special kind of person. But he accepts all of that because he's doing what he loves. So more power to him. Guys, this doesn't need to be a long episode. You just need to have this conversation with yourself. Do you really love what you do? If you do, but you're just unhappy with certain parts of it, fix it. If you're unhappy with you and you're blaming your job, fix you. You can't... Guys, success... Success is not measured in dollars. If you are in a job that you hate, but you feel like you have to stay there because your car payment and your mortgage are too high and it'd be too risky or you're running too tight to leave your job so you stay there so that you can drive that $65,000 Lexus or live in your $400,000 home that has six bedrooms and it's just you and your wife you need to rethink what you're trying to do if you're if you live in a giant house and drive a really nice car but you can't afford shit because you're it's important to you to impress everybody else or if you think your level of success is having these things but you're broke you need to take a look in the mirror you really need to take a look in the mirror because the bottom line is you're gonna wake up one day and it's all gonna be over just like I said at the beginning of this deal and if you're sitting in a house that's way too big or you've had 15 brand new cars over the last 20 year span of your working life but don't have anything to show for it and you're unhappy that's stupid it's not fair to you it's not fair to your family your spouse and frankly the people you have to work with if you're miserable you have got to get happy if you're unhappy you need to sacrifice everything that you don't like to get happiness back in your life the freaking end of story success is not what you drive success is not the house you live in success is not impressing strangers at a stoplight with your hundred and ten thousand dollar Tesla car it is not success is being in a happy relationship success is doing something you love because you're giving it 40 hours of your week that you will never ever get back again when this week is done today today is Friday when this week is done and you drive home from work that's it you're not getting another shot at it next week you if you're lucky you'll get another week but that's one less week you have on earth if you're angry at the world because your job sucks and you're driving home and you're a, I see this every single day 
driving to work and coming home from work. I see people that hate their life and they're showing it with their aggression of driving down the road. And I know those people are miserable 99% of the time because of their job. Actually, 100% of the time it's their fault, but they're blaming their job. Don't be that person. Don't be that person. Do not work your entire life broke and broke in so that you can buy expensive things and look like your life is so wonderful. You're fronting. You're putting on an appearance and a facade, if you will, a facade of, look at me, look how wonderful my life is. And you don't even believe it. Guess what? Nobody else believes it either. I'm on Facebook too. And let me tell you something. There are a lot of people that as I scroll through and I see something, a post they make, that grabs my attention, that gets me onto their page, creeping through their profile. We all creep, by the way, every single one of us. Going through their profile and very quickly realize they're full of it. We're all good at reading other human beings. You got every one of you out there think you're an amazing professional at, you know, following your gut and reading people's faces and their body language. And you, you can spot a liar a mile away. Guess what? Everyone can. That's how we've survived for millions and millions of years is by using our defense system to know when something doesn't seem right. That's what kept us from getting eaten by a bear in a cave four million years ago. And it's the same today. It's what inherently keeps us out of danger. So I can go on your profile and you can go on somebody's profile and they're going on your profile and you're going on my profile and when we're BSing, everybody else sees it. So when you're driving that car that looks so amazing and living in your 8,000 square foot house but you have $4 in your bank account, it shows. So why don't we have a real conversation here? Quit lying to ourselves and trying to lie to everybody else and have things that our lives are miserable. Mental health is an issue right now in this country, worldwide. But let's talk in the United States for a minute. Mental health is an issue. I think mental health, a lot of times, is simple unhappiness. And you don't know where else to go. And you might be getting told that you're mentally unhealthy. Or getting medication shoved down your throat. And on and on and on. But a lot of times, when you're breathing clean air, your lungs get a lot healthier than when you're breathing dirty air. The same goes with your mind. When it has happy things coming into it, as opposed to crap, things change. 
when I decided six years ago to leave a marriage that I was miserable in and to leave a career that I was miserable in and promised myself that I would spend the rest of my life only surrounding myself with people that were important to me and that I could impact them, my life changed forever. I want to live to be 108. But if I died today, I would be dying a happy man. And that feels really, really good. I'd be sad that I'm leaving at, you know, 43 years old. But I'd be dying a happy person. I don't know. That's it for me. That's my happiness. Just knowing that, just literally thinking, you know, your brain can work really, really quick and does a thousand things while you're talking. I'm sitting here thinking, you're right. You're 100% right. I would much rather, I hate the house we live in. I'm thankful for it. But I, I do want a bigger house. But I'm not going to rush out and get one until we do some things that we need to do so that it's right for us and it's a blessing and not a curse. But I'm, I'm grateful for the house we have too. There's been some ungrateful moments in this house and we've had to sit each other down, meaning my wife and I, kind of have a realistic talk with each other and then also with the kids which our negativity impacts the kids but we're not allowed to bitch about where we live right now it's tight I mean it's a four bedroom two and a half bath but it's tight for six people or is it a five bedroom I don't even know I've put so many additions on this little house it's crazy I've I've added three bedrooms, a laundry room, a bathroom, a, t a garage that's 24 feet by 24 feet. I mean, it's ridiculous. This house was like, I think it was three square foot. Now it's 11. But I'm not ungrateful for it. And I'd stay in this house for the next 50 years if it meant my happiness, as opposed to going and getting a home that we're broke and it has to sit unfurnished or that we can't ever go do anything because our mortgage payment's way too much, and I'm stuck. This is, like, literally when I'm, I, this comes to my mind, I'm getting ready to say it, and it starts to make me almost like my stomach turn just a little bit. The thought, the thought of Holly coming to me and saying, hey, I want this house. It's $850,000. Uh, we're going to have to get some full-time jobs so that we can live here, and, you know, you're going to have to go do this or I decide on my own recourse that I'm going to go do this so that I can make $180,000 a year and afford the house makes me sick to my stomach. And you know why it does? Because I've been on the other side of the tracks now. And I've, I know what happiness is. Being married to somebody that I enjoy seeing their face. Being in a career that I set up, that I have control of. Guys, it's Friday morning. I'm sitting here shooting a podcast. It's 8.40 in the morning. I'm going to go work. I'm trying to let the temperatures come up a little bit. It's 13 degrees outside. Frost on roofs. I don't want to go climb on a roof with frost on it because then I'll die. Fall off and die. I don't really want to do that. So I'm giving a little bit. Came in. Decided to be productive. Shoot a podcast. This evening, I, I have my own office shed right here behind the house. That's pretty freaking cool for me. That's my happiness. 
if your happiness is going to the gym every morning before you start your day. I work real hard to be in a career where I had that option. If making $2 million, you know, it's funny. People say money doesn't buy happiness. I have never in my life heard a person that has money, that has money, not like $1,000. I'm talking rich people. I have never, and I've talked to quite a few rich people in my life. I'm getting to an age where I've had these conversations. I have never talked to a person of wealth that has said, I was really unhappy till I got money. No one ever said, that's broke person talk. Money doesn't buy happiness. That's broke person talk. Nobody said it does except other broke people. Except for your loser friends who have done. So they have no idea what it's like. I've been broke and I've had money. And I can tell you I like having money a lot more than being broke. But me finding my happiness became my riches. And that's where I'm at today. Something might change today. I could fall off a roof today. That, that would change everything in a heartbeat. But I would deal with it. But it's a hell of a lot better to fall off a roof on my terms than on somebody else's or working for somebody. If I would have fallen off a roof where I worked before, no one would have given a rat's ass. I worked for a city that had the worst, worst so-called leadership I've ever seen in an organization or a business. Terrible. I kept preaching at them for years that something has got to change or you guys are going to lose this fire department. You can't, because right now, you've got a bunch of bad lemons that are running people off. Running off the good lemons. And nobody wanted to listen. And finally a point came and the fire department had to be taken over because there was no nobody left to fill the voids of retiring personnel and no experience because they had kept running them off for years and years. But then they tried to candy coat it and make it look like they were doing a wonderful thing for their people. And everyone saw through it. If you work for that type of organization or business, you better get, a, get away from it quick. Because it's a sinking ship and every day you go there and you're unhappy, you're losing a little bit more and a little bit more off your life that you will not get back. We're 30 minutes and almost 31 minutes into this podcast. If you sit here and consume this, this far into this, that's 31 minutes you're never getting back. You need to ask yourself, is it worth your time? Do your thoughts jive with what I'm saying? If not, you need to get off here and go find somebody who does jive with you better. Because that's 31 minutes never coming back to you again. Eight hours a day, you're giving away your life. I see it on your face when you work a job that you hate. And you're depressed. And you're unhappy. You're sad. You're cranky with your kids. You can't meet a mate because you come off as miserable you're overweight you drink too much you're using drugs excessively prescription or illegal doesn't matter 
I don't have a drug issue. The pills I take are prescription. Cool, but you're dropping 50 of them a day because you're miserable. And it gives you that little bit of ease to get you through a day. Do you realize what that looks like when you're coming home and getting drunk every night because your life sucks because of a career or a bad marriage? Guys, what, what's going on here? Why, would, why are we doing this? Firefighters are offing themselves. Paramedics, 911 dispatchers. Depression in the emergency medical and emergency services is through the roof right now. Through the roof. Three times more deaths occurred in 2019 as a result with firefighters, as a result of suicide, compared to the number of people that were killed in the line of duty. I, I didn't officially look at these numbers. I've seen them loosely in half a dozen places. So I, if I skew these and you're a firefighter nerd, don't get all pissed off at me. But it was something like around 89 or 90, 87 people, firefighters, died last year in a line of duty death, meaning doing their job, something happened in a fire. They flipped a tanker truck. They were hit by a car. They had a heart attack on a fire scene, whatever, compared to like 240 firefighters taking their life because of post-traumatic stress disorder, depression. Frankly, one word, unhappiness. I would, give, I would give my life to be able to get all 200 and whatever 40-some people that took their life and give it back to them and sit them down and dig into their brain and find out what happened. And I bet you... with 99% of them that with an hour conversation we would find out that what they were doing they really didn't love it anymore but they felt stuck and to ease their pain in their brain they decided at some point that it would be easier to end it all as opposed to making a change. That's sad, guys. That's a bad place. If you let your career get so far into your brain with unhappiness that you're willing to end it all, guys, that's a broken system. That's a broken mentality. I'm telling you, it doesn't take a lot to get happy with your career. It takes time and it takes work. It doesn't take a lot. You can turn this around in the next three months. I did. I literally decided, I did a countdown in my head. Almost like old guys were retiring. They're like, I have 110 shifts left. 120 shifts left or whatever. And I was going, me too. By this point, I'm going to quit. I need to hang in there. I need to do the best that I can, which I didn't do the best that I could. I... 
I wasn't giving it my all while I was still there, which frustrates me with myself. But I counted down. And I held to my guns, and I got away from what I said I was going to get away from. Changed my whole life. The day I walked out of there for the, from my last shift, I, I, for, for the first time and the only time, almost felt like I was going to have a panic attack. Like, man, am I doing the right thing here? Am I screwing up big time? I was that anxious. But it felt so good. And I knew I had a fresh start. I knew I had another chance to spend the to start a new chapter that was ultimately going to be the rest of my life. And it was important to me to work on wealth and happiness. And I didn't have either one and never was going to on the job I was in. You know how many people told me I was an idiot for looking at leaving that job? Especially the people in the business. They're like, dude, you're making a bad move. That was their thought. Mine was different. They don't see life in another direction. I do. I do. The same guys that are telling me I'm an idiot for getting out of it just sat there for the last 20 minutes talking shit on their department and all the idiots that they work with and they're so wonderful and they've got it figured out. But they do nothing but spew and puke negativity for the 24-hour shift they came in. Crazy. Not me, baby. I'm loving life. Guys, just think about it. Do it for you. Do it for your family. Do it for your friends. Do it for the people that are driving around you on the highway so you're not pissed off flipping everybody off because your life sucks as you travel home this afternoon. Think about it. If you want to talk about it more, get a hold of me. Message me. Call me. 913-593-6929. That is my cell phone number. Call me. I have no problems with that. I may not be able to give you a hundred hours to figure this out or counsel you for eight weeks, but we can talk about it for a minute. I'll help you work through it. Do the best I can anyways. Guys, thank you so much. As soon as we can get this computer issue fixed, we're going to start having guests on this show. Um, I, I'm going definitely going to start some Q&A stuff. And... Things are going to move forward in 2020. I'm, I'm continuing to pursue happiness and get better at it every single day. And it's working. It really is working. I am so excited for 2020 for the rest of it that I, it like right now I almost get like a little chill when I'm thinking about it, talking about it. Like, yes, yes, yes. It's exciting. It's a good place to be. I am excited for mosquito season. I'm excited. We got to hire two guys coming up here very soon. I'm excited. I love it. And there's going to be a ton of bullshit. I'm going to put out more fire as a business owner than I ever did as a firefighter in 2020 because that's part of it. That's my happiness. All right, guys. You're fantastic. If you need anything at all, let me know. Thanks so much. Have a great rest of your day. If you're listening to this today or on a Friday, enjoy your weekend. See ya. Love you. Bye.